This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners. This is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I'm Charlie Smith coming to you live from Providence, Rhode Island. Joining me tonight, we have Job Goddard coming to you from our nation's capital by way of Newport, Rhode Island. Job, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I've got some kind of buzzing going on in the background here, so if you hear that, ignore it. It's probably my electricity. Um, But uh, other than that, Things are great. You know, we just took three uh, from or two of three from Oakland and, and three of four from the A's on the West Coast. I feel like in my lifetime, we never win on the West Coast. So, I know. You're right. Uh, things have been pretty good the last couple of weeks, Charlie, for the Sox. And uh, I'm hoping some of these injuries don't crop up and make it a really problematic stretch run here for the Sox. I ab- absolutely agree because uh, let me tell you, um, if the injuries can, if the injuries are lingering and get prolonged for a period of time, we could be in trouble. Uh, also joining us tonight, we have Terry Cushman in Myrtle Beach by way of Wyndham, Maine. Terry, how are you, my friend? Just waiting to see what this homestand brings. Hoping High Bloom makes a move here. Uh, eventually, some team's going to make the first move uh, in the trade season doesn't necessarily have to be a blockbuster one i would love it if it's us but uh it won't be (laughs) you know either way just ready for another episode all right well welcome on to both of you guys we're gonna do another episode of totally legit or calling the cops number one on the hit parade totally legit are you calling the cops garrett whitlock will return to the bullpen, not as a long reliever, but as your long closer. Is that totally legit? Are you calling the cops? I'm calling the cops, and I think it's because the Red Sox won't admit they made a mistake. And I don't think, based on reports from everyone from Carabas, who actually is pretty plugged in, I know people hate to think that, uh, to Tony Maz, who's currently calling games for Nesson, this is not an Alex Cora decision. Uh, This decision goes way over his head. It goes to the man in charge, the man who was responsible for us being in fourth place, Heim Bloom. And uh, I think the 2022 Red Sox benefit immensely from him in the closer role, but it's not going to happen. Terry? It's hard to imagine that he will go back to the bullpen despite the fact all of us want it. The rotation right now, as currently constituted, uh, basically just Rich Hill, Michael Walker, and Nick Pavetta 
those are your only three bona fide starting pitchers. So uh, it's just as much as I'd like to to see him go to the pen and shore that up and keep Hansel Robles out of the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. I'm going to have to call the cops on that one. I I think right now it's it's more a matter of time. I think right now it's calling the cops. I think when everybody comes back, Chris Sale, James Paxton, Avaldi's back, Hill's going to be there, Pavetta's going to be there. I absolutely think this is going to happen. Um, I do think it will be a, a reliever role because I think there have been a couple games this season, excuse me, if Garrett Whitlock was the closer, we would have won those games. A and couple? Is, uh, well, here we go. Because nobody's perfect and maybe blows one, maybe blows two. We still end up doing a lot better in the ninth inning than we have in the season. We're probably about three wins minimum better than where we are right now. Uh, and we might be tied with Tampa Bay. You know, Joe, you were talking about that earlier. You know, did we have a chance, you know, to catch Tampa Bay by the all-star break? I don't think so. Uh, we'd have to win all seven games, uh, a minimum of five uh, against uh, Tampa Bay to, to really be a threat. And that that five and two split uh, gives us that three games that we would need to be close with them. But uh, I do think that Kate Whitlock will find himself into the relievers role and hopefully the closers. Uh, that's just me. Um, moving on to number two, Tanner Halk will return to the rotation as the fifth starter and finish the season with 10 plus wins. Is that totally legit? Or are you calling the cops? I'm calling the cops. It's going to be on the second piece. I don't think it's out of the question that he returns to the starting rotation here, at least for a brief stint while we have all these injuries. Um, as a reminder, four of the guys that you probably would have had in your top six starters to start the season are now on the injured list. Um, at, at some point, something's got to give. I would say Tanner Houck probably – earns a spot start or two as we wait for Whitlock and or Evaldi uh, to make a return. I don't think he'll stick in that role. I think Terry spoke about it on the last show in such a good way. He gives really good Pavel Bond vibes. And uh, it's not in what he throws. It's his demeanor on the mound. I I'd love to see him in those high leverage innings long term. I think Tanner Houck is the guy if you're not going to move Whitlock. So I'm calling the cops on 10 wins. 10 wins. Terry? I have to call the cops as well. Adam, uh, Alex Cora, excuse me, um, just seems more and more adamant by the day that Tanner Houck is going to be in the bullpen as your high leverage guy and perhaps the closer. I don't anticipate him going back to the rotation anytime soon. I would support him going back to the rotation myself, especially as we were trying to piece together the Oakland and uh, St. Louis series that are upcoming because we're incredibly thin, but I think Alex Cora and potentially Hein Bloom, perhaps maybe one more than the other are, um, are dead set on on how pitching uh, late in games from here out. I I must be like the eternal optimist as of like last week. I think this is totally legit to happen. I, I will embrace any role that he is in. Uh, I definitely ten think that he wins, has the, Charlie. Ten wins. He's had four so far this season. It's not you know he can have another one or two as a reliever and really only need four uh, going into 
uh, the, the, the starting role. Is it possible? I think it is. I don't think it's completely far-fetched. Um, do I think he's going to get more than 10 wins? No. I think the, the base is going to be 10 and that's it. Um, he just needs to get another six wins in the next, what we're we talking about June, July, August, September, get a win a month that can be done. Uh, I, I think it's definitely possible. And I think I could see him coming back to the rotation as well. So I'm going to say totally legit there too. Um, here we go. Number three on the hit parade, Jaron Duran will find himself in Boston as the permanent wait for it right fielder for the Boston Red Sox before the trade deadline. Is this totally legit? Are you calling the cops? I'm calling the cops. I I, I cut you off there, Charlie. I'm sorry, but no, uh, it's okay. There's not even a chance that Duran is an everyday player for the Sox in any capacity. Uh, Nor is he going to be a mainstay on the team by the trade deadline. Jackie Bradley jr. Is actually hitting for once much to my dismay and Jason's dismay. Jackie Bradley Jr. is performing. He's hitting 222 before today's game. I don't know how he did today as far as bringing up the average. Um, if he hits above 200, even above 180, they're not going to move Jackie Bradley out of the everyday right fielder spot. And uh, in fact, I think it's more likely that we see Duran in a utility role in the outfield if there's a long term injury. Uh, but every day, no, I, I don't see it happening. Calling the cops. Okay, Terry. I'm going to lean more towards totally legit. I think with Kike being out, I think he's going to get playing time no matter what. Bradley is cooling off a little bit. He was one for nine this series, three for 12 uh, in the last series. And eventually he's going to get into that rut that we see him go into quite frequently. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause here is that Duran, not really known for spectacular defense, still his roots to the ball as he tracks them aren't super efficient. I don't even know if he makes the the play that Rob Snyder made uh, on that diving catch that had a 20% catch probability. So, right. uh, but... He can still help you win in a lot of ways. Uh, he can bunt for singles, and he's hell on the base pass. We talked in the last show about stealing more bases. He's certainly a guy that can do that, and um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's getting a lot of at-bats going into that trade deadline. Right. Okay. This is going to be tough for me. I'm actually going to say calling the cops because I don't think he's going to find himself as the permanent replacement in right field. I think he will find himself getting a lot of playing time. I don't think that Franchi Cordero is going to be playing right field anytime soon. I don't trust him fielding wise. Kike Hernandez, we still don't know how long, you know, and if he comes back, if he's going to want to play center field, could he do right field and be content with that? Maybe Jaron Duran goes over to center. Uh, And before the deadline, that's another thing too. A lot would have to change and, and, there would have to be some moves that would have to take place in order for me to say, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Uh, Job or, or Terry, do you want to add anything? Just that I don't think his glove is is good enough to earn him a spot in right field. That's when fair. His bat is not necessarily an upgrade over Jackie Bradley. Uh, Bradley does a lot of the same things that we've seen from Duran. Bradley can run. He's not right. obviously as good at running as Duran, 
but that's not something that you emphasize uh, on the 2022 Boston Red Sox. So I just don't see it. Right. Um, just real quick as well. Um, the only thing that gives me pause here is that Christian Arroyo is your only right-handed outfielder. Well, I guess Rob Ref Snyder as well, but he yep. could uh, end up back in Worcester here. Um, you know, with the with the roster crunch, but we are paper thin with righty outfield bats. Here's another uh, fun stat for you. Um, Franchi Cordero, 0 for 6 in the Oakland series, five strikeouts. Yeah. And, uh, he's got, I think, nine strikeouts. And he's 1 for 18 in the month of June, if I'm not mistaken. That might be right because he's uh, he was 0 for 10 in the uh, Angel series as well. So. so 0 for 10, 1 for 6. Yeah, 1 for 16. I believe it was 1 for 16. Eight strikeouts. Not really good. Not going to get it done. So I dropped him in fantasy. <laughs> the fact you had him in fantasy in the first place was your mistake. Ah, uh, three days. I only had him for three days. But, you know, he had a couple home runs for me, and I'll take it. He had a stolen base for me, which is wild because my team doesn't steal bases. So I'll take it. Uh, cool. Uh, we're going to move on to number four. Totally legit. You calling the cops. This is just the beginning. Over the last 32 games, the Red Sox are 22 and 10. Yes, 12 games over 500. The heater will continue, and the Sox will go on to win 90 games this year. Is this totally legit, or are you calling the cops? Well, uh, I'm going to make it four straight. I'm calling the cops on this one. They're not winning 90 games. They're not going 22 and 10. They're not playing 600 baseball the rest of the season, which is what it would take to win 90 games. They, they are 22 and 10 in their last 32 right now. Okay, but you've lost Evaldi, you've lost Whitlock, you've yep. lost Kike Hernandez, and you don't have to play a bunch of scrubs the rest of the way here. You've got some pretty good teams coming up. St. Louis leading their division, obviously on a hot stretch. Um, you've got Tampa Bay, New York, uh, and, and even Baltimore. None of those are pushovers. We have losing records against all of those teams uh, so far this season, all coming up before the All-Star break. Terry? As of right now, I have to call the cops as well. Um, I've also spoken of uh, the divisional record, and I really want to see how we we play going into the All-Star break. If, if we have a winning record in the first half of July, I might warm up to that, but I just... To 90 games? I mean, come on, Terry. Let's be realists here. I think they're going to be closer to the 85 that I picked them to win. But yep. Um, but I, I have to call the cops, and nobody wants me to be more wrong than me. So, uh, You know, I'm with you. I want to be wrong with you. Uh, I'm going to call the cops. I, I originally picked 84. Terry, I think you were 85 or 86, and Jason was 85 or 86. No, Jason was 94. Oh, oh Jason, that's right. Jason 94. was 94. That's correct. I'm at and then, 86. You had 86, Terry at 85, I was at 84, and I want to say that Andrew was at 90. That's correct. Yeah, okay. There we go. Um, I'm going to say, uh, calling the cops, I don't think we're going to win 90. Uh, Job already touched up on the point that I was going to bring. Going last is real painful. You're right, Terry, because you can't talk about your points. It might get stolen from you. And uh, Job just took the words right out of my mouth. We do have a couple injuries right now. A couple times in the rotation, it might hurt us. 
I think we're going to be closer to that that middle of the pack number. It's going to be between that 84 and 86 number. I think it's going to end up being one of those three. So I am also calling the cops on that one. Moving along, number five. Uh, Joe, do you want to share what that was? <laughs> sure. So uh, it's being reported right now, uh, two hours ago, breaking news that Joe Madden, of all people, shaved his head into a mohawk to surprise the Angels and help break the losing streak, and the players never saw it because he, yeah, was he fired got fired. Yeah, that, that, that came out. That, yeah, I did hear that earlier. Uh, Terry, back to your point that we were talking about earlier. Um, Franchi Cordero actually hasn't had a hit. He had a run. He didn't actually get a hit. So he's actually 0 for his last 16 with he eight strikeouts. He did have two walks. He, walks. Did have a, a did, he had three walks in that, in that span, but he did have eight strikeouts. So 0 for 16, eight strikeouts, worse than we thought. Um, two of those mo- walks were in the same game. Yeah, he, he didn't do that well. So we're going to move on to number five here. Uh, Joe, you're going you're gonna to have a little bias here. Uh, Jake Diekman, John Schreiber almost have the same number of holds as the other seven relievers combined. I want to make sure you're comfortable, Joe. That being said, Diekman and Schreiber will combine to have over 50 holds before the season is over. 50? Totally legit. No, because I think the there's a decent chance that uh, the bullpen blows 50 games rather than holds 50 games. This bullpen really sucks. Like, wow. really sucks without Whitlock in there. It's it's just missing that one solidifying piece that everyone slides down. We should have won game two in the Seattle series. Robles couldn't do it. It's like every time pitchers for the Sox get behind in the count, they walk the guy. So, so let me let me let, let me give this let me give this stat to you too. I believe they're at eighteen. They just need another thirty-two before the season is over. Okay, you so don't think that can be done? So I thought you meant 50 holes the rest of the way. No, no, no. 50 total holes. Uh, I could see it if they acquire another arm. If they think they're going to just do it with the bullpen they have now, no, I think it's more likely they, they blow 32 more games than it is that they win 32 more games for this lineup. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Terry, I'm, I'm curious on your take on this. It's complicated, but I'm going to say it's totally legit. Um, I, I think adding another pitcher hurts their chances because they're going to conceivably see less high leverage spots. I think Tanner Houck's going to see the most of anyone. Um, Matt Strom, I think, will will straighten it out. He'll He'll see a lot of high leverage, so... I think we're going to see Frank German at some point uh, get called up. He's been pitching pretty well in relief in the minors. And uh, an acquisition could still happen, and and maybe Charlie will get his way uh, with Whitlock eventually finding his way back to the pen. Uh, And we know Chris Sale is going to be pitching out of the pen too in the coming days and weeks. So it's going to be hard to get them both up there, but – as of right now, I will say, as I'm hiccuping, uh, that it's totally legit. So I'm going to say it's totally legit. You're 18 now. You got 32 to go. Call call it crazy. I don't care. I think this team is going to light it up uh, with these two guys. I, I trust Diekman. I trust uh, Schreiber. I probably only trust Schreiber because Job likes him. 
Uh, I don't know. 18 if it, innings pitched and a 0.96 ERA. Stop sleeping on John Schreiber. I you're sleeping on John Schreiber. You're sleeping on him right now by saying he's not going to get to that 50 number. He's half, he's half the puzzle right there. He and Jake Diekman have 18. The rest of the team, 21 holds. They depend on those two guys. I think 50 is going to be attainable. I'm going to say totally legit on that one. And unless you gentlemen have anything else to add, we're going to move on to the next one. Nothing to add. All right. Joe, don't cut me off here. I want you to hear the whole thing on this last one. Is it anti-Michael Walker? Because I can't handle that right now. All right, so I'm going to have to come up with another one. I'm kidding. Uh, Last on the list. Save the best for last here. I don't think this is going to make everyone too happy because we have a couple of uh, he, uh, you know, going one way, a couple going the other. Raphael Devers. Not having a long-term contract with the Boston Red Sox will go down as Chaim Bloom's biggest mistake period is that totally legit or are you calling the cops i think that's totally legit and i don't think it's close um we knew the mandate when he was signed to be the general manager was to move on from mookie bets so you can't hold him to that as you know getting rid of one of the top tiers and ba- players in baseball as a mistake for him he wasn't given a choice in that matter no matter who came into that role that was going to be a fact and the three of us on the show, we all seem to agree that Rafi Devers is the guy. If you're going to re-sign one of the guys on the Sox who's about to be up for contract, uh, Xander, Devers, and JD are all on that list. Devers is the guy. And in fact, Devers is probably the best hitter on the Sox since David Ortiz and might go down as a better overall hitter than David Ortiz. It is possible. Um, I'm going to put that out there. For those who are in love with Ortiz like me, it's tough to admit, but Rafi's only 24 and he's well on his way to Cooperstown, as Terry alludes to every time we have the contract debate. Actually, he's a, he's one year older than that, but um, see, a few months ago, I, I would have said that it's probably 50-50 as to whether Devers stays in Boston long-term because the Red Sox could screw it up. I think Devers is putting them in a situation where he's giving them no choice. They're struggling right now to to sell out Fenway Park. And I just don't see how they can make the Mookie mistake twice in a half a decade. So I think Devers is just going to win and he's going to stay on, on his price because like Job said, age is on his side. A 12 year deal take would take him through his age 37 season. You're, you're seeing guys like Mookie and Harper get paid until like age, you know, 40 so i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna have to call the cops i guess for now you're calling the cops on that being his biggest mistake i think this is i think so he's gonna totally sign him legit. so I, I have to call the cops well, hold the on present- I, thought the, I thought the question was letting him walk would be the biggest mistake no, at the present moment, you know, at the present oh, moment, you, you can now. OK, all right. I still call if he doesn't or 
even if he doesn't end up signing, if he does not end up signing, because right now this has been a nightmare. This has been a disaster for Bloom because all of the chips are in Devers court right now. This is a disaster. This is so totally legit. I'm not calling the cops. I'm calling the FBI, DEA, everybody. The fact that Devers is not a Red Sox long-term for six years, seven years, eight years is a disaster. This is not a destination city. Players are not going to look at the Red Sox and say, this is a team that invests in their guys outside of Trevor Story. That's one. But it took a long time for them to do that. The fact that it's been kind of spinning wheels for Xander Bogarts and now Devers is a bad sign. You need to sign Rafael Devers. And if it's over $300 million, unfortunately at this point, this is kind of on you. Because they had the opportunity to make it eight, nine years at maybe two hundred. And and now it's gonna be forget it. It's it's way past that right now. What so, the Red uh, Sox I think it's totally legit. What the Red Sox should do is offer him three fifty right now. Do it tomorrow. Because he says he's not gonna negotiate during the season. I doubt they were asking for three fifty anyway. The Devers camp, I could be wrong. Red Sox were reportedly in the 200s somewhere. I think it was the lower 200s, but that's where they were. I believe it was 320 was the with the ask from Devers. Okay, that that sounds perfectly. I would, I would offer it to him yesterday. If you give him 350 <laughs> over 14 years, that's 25 million per. I don't think that gets it 315 done. 315 over over how many years, Terry? 14. 14. I don't think that 315 gets it done. over 14 won't get it done. Three, 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 So I, think I have, it's I'm sorry to, to talk about Jordan Alvarez. When you talk about that number, Terry, uh, unfortunately Devers is due for a big contract next season and not two seasons out. I think last season, 14 years at that number probably gets it done because you buy out an arbitration year of 7 million. Uh, at this point, DHs, are making $26 million now with Jordan Alvarez uh, at the end of his contract. And third basemen are going to be making 30 to 32 by the end of this CBA. I think to get Rafi Devers for 14 years is going to have to be north of, of 380. And I don't see the Red Sox signing a contract of that magnitude. At 12 years, 350, I think you get it done. The... The reason I, I do 350 tomorrow is because you're probably going to be hitting 400 uh, this winter. So, so give him absolutely agree. Give him that tomorrow. See if he signs it. Maybe he doesn't. With Alvarez, uh, he got uh, six years at 115. That's 19 million per. That's what the average annual value is. I I don't think that's a ton. All they did was they backloaded it. You know to get those final two or three years up to 26, but he's no Rafi Devers in my opinion. I mean, he's an impact guy, but Devers is just super clutch and can assassinate you so many ways offensively. Agreed. And it's going to hurt to see him wearing another uniform. If that's what ends up happening, I'll be devastated. Uh, and Job, was there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think you guys covered it. Uh, I love Rafi Devers. Rafi Devers should be a lifer for the Red Sox. And it's not going to happen. And Fireheim Bloom. And that's about it. 
you, you well, we could have. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Terry. I was going to say you could have had him for probably around 225 to 250 last winter Agreed. had they yep. had they done it. But yep, now it's going to cost us. But you know what? Good for him for doing what he did, and uh, that's a lesson for the Red Sox to uh, not not wait too long. Uh, that being said, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for joining me for another episode of Totally Legit or Calling the Cops. For all of those listening, we want to thank you for all of your support, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or another platform. Again, we want to continue thanking you for your continued support, and we will look forward to uh, having you here soon. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Take care.